1: A nice yeah. deep breath.
2: Yeah, first day of a new year.
1: For both of us, mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. Your, it was wild last night when you texted me and you were like, I'm setting intentions to the new moon. And I was like, I'm listening to Rosh Hashanah prayers on YouTube. And we're kind of doing the same thing, just with different words. Yeah. It was cool.
2: I really like when you said that. We're doing the same thing, but just slightly differently. And I was like, yeah, I felt really connected to you, even though we weren't together.
1: Totally. Same, Mm -hmm. same. What was your new moon ritual last night? Because you you just seemed really excited about it when we talked in the afternoon.
2: I was so excited about it. It was sort of following up on the weekend that we had, which we'll talk about. The card reading we had over the weekend... led me to get another card reading from my friend Lucy who then was telling me like in, in sort of tandem with this tarot reading, it's a new moon this is a great time to set some intentions and to release some things and to make space for new things coming in new moon in Virgo, very powerful evidently and so My ritual was basically (laughs) to uh, make myself a really nice dinner and have a little weed while I was cooking and then sit down afterwards, light a candle, um, read uh, some meaningful things and then write everything out in three ways. I wrote things out as um, goals and then I wrote out my intentions to get those goals and then I wrote out like a very clear picture of how I envision things unfolding.
1: Whoa! So I, you put the whole map. You drew the whole map.
2: I drew a big, uh, pretty detailed map, and
1: a lot of treasure. Yeah, a lot of X marks the spots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. And
2: I was snacking on some uh, weed-infused shrimp chips while I was doing it, and I smoked a joint to seal my intentions. And by the time I went to bed, I felt great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you do you write them down and then also say them out loud, or do you write them down and then burn them? What happens once they're written?
2: Oh, this was all new. I mean, I, I kind of I don't have. Um, rituals that i i don't have rituals really like mm. i'm just, i'm just starting to make them up and so this time what i did was i wrote out the five places where i thought i needed to um make some goals and intentions and it was self uh career um home love and family
1: Oh, amazing buckets. Those those were my five
2: buckets. And for each one, I did goals, and then I did intentions, and then I did sort of like an essay on like, here's what I think my life could look like if the things that I want to um, manifest actually take place. And then I woke up this morning, I made myself some coffee, I meditated, I lit a candle, and then I read them all out loud again to sort of like seal them in place. So I don't know if that's a ritual that exists, but it's something that I made up and it felt great.
1: The difference... That's beautiful. The difference to me between tradition and ritual Mm -hmm. is just who started it and then kept it consistent. So I feel like your ritual, it's the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just started, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah,
2: This was my first, um, really sort of like intentional series of things that I did to try and seal this in place, which would be a ritual. If I do it again, then, you know, it'll become ritual.
1: Do you feel like you want ritual in your life right now?
2: All the time. I I miss ritual and tradition so much.
1: Same, same, same.
2: Very connected to family for me. And of course, you know, family stuff is so present for me right now. And so, yeah, I mean, that's so comforting.
1: That's so cool, because I know that uh, you have Christmas traditions, and Mm -hmm. Christmas is right around the bend, and so to start new rituals right now leading yeah. up to a really special time when you can also create new Christmas rituals. I'm getting way ahead of us, but <laughs> I'm just excited for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I Thank you. Yeah. How about you? What was your last night like, your so rituals? So it was
1: the new year at sundown through Wednesday, which is the Jewish new year, Rosh Hashanah. And it's something that I'm not, I had to, you heard me ask Siri, what is Rosh Hashanah yesterday? And Siri's like, okay, Mike, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you should know this. Um uh-huh. And so last night, I YouTubed Rosh Hashanah prayers and just found somebody who looked like they knew him and Mm -hmm. listened to him on a big, fat, long walk while I said my intentions out loud, said a little, like, prayer for myself and those I care about, thanked the universe, a little bit of Yahweh, a little bit of God, because you know, that's who the rabbi was talking about was one God. So I was like, all right, I'll join the rabbi and talk to a God. And so I said a lot of thank yous. I said a lot of here's what I want. I said a lot of protect everyone I love. And by the end of the walk, it felt really good because, you know, when you're on those stoned walks that make you feel like you're on a path because every light turns green as you get to it? Yes. I love those walks, and that's what happened to me heading back to the apartment was three lights in a row turned green as I was crossing the street, didn't stop my flow, got back home, uh, said the mourner's kaddish, which is a some kind of prayer for dead people. I'm not exactly sure, so I said your sister's name out loud mm. to start the Jewish New Year with somebody I care about. And uh, then I watched The Hype on HBO Max, all six episodes. So it was like a nice night.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really neat. I'm so glad that we both like took the time to do that.
1: Same. You know? Yeah. I'm so high right now that like <laughs> replaying Last Night in my mind, because for me also... Brand new on rituals. Never done them. Don't believe in them. Very suspicious of them. Yes. Don't tell me what to do.
2: I know. Ever. You and I have thought about it, and you've said that tradition is, you know, the Lazy. downfall. Well, and also, I think you, you think that uh, nostalgia is dangerous.
1: It's the most dangerous weapon you can have for someone's thoughts It's right. to make them think that something from the past is still important today.
2: Yes. Yeah. we've had this conversation and I have pushed back so hard because tradition and ritual are so important because they are they're like the the what are they called when you put them, when you're rock climbing, the things that you put into the rock face, the pitons, I think they're called. Let's it's go like with the, that. But
1: I know you're talking about a the, spike. The,
2: yeah. The, the things that you put into the rock face to hold your place so that they can support the rest of your journey. That's what ritual and tradition are to me. There are those things that I can fall back on to support me when I'm not feeling supported by other things in my life. And also the things that I just enjoy that are like firm that I can count on. I mean, the, like the feeling of doing something that you've done every year yeah. yet again, for me, is a source of joy.
1: I love the idea of putting a new spike in your mountain that you're climbing with with your own new rituals. That's something until yesterday when we both did one Uh that I'm like, well... It can't hurt to do it again. Right. What if you do it nine times and then it becomes a habit? Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that and in fact it could be quite exciting. So I like these new spikes in our mountain tops.
2: Yeah. Fucking cool, Mary I, Jane. Together you and I started putting some spikes in our mountain in our in our shared mountain. Whoa, this metaphor is getting really weird. Yeah. But uh, when we met and hung out at Life is Beautiful for the first time, which is a while ago now, and we've returned in some way if we haven't been able to actually go back to that festival like last year this time we were on uh, a beach in Washington, but we still, right. like, let's still, like, get high, affirm life with each other, and shake hands on doing it for another year. Yeah. And it's, it's this time every year. It's, this is our new year. You and I have done this now since we've met.
1: Damn. True that. Mm -hmm. Well, what up, Mary Jane?
2: How's it going, Mike?
1: Uh, So good. This is a great start to a conversation. I feel good about last night because I was slightly embarrassed about it. So thanks.
2: Wow. What up, everyone? This is uh, Weed and Grub.
1: Yeah. It's a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out.
2: And uh, tradition.
1: Tradition. Committing.
2: Committing. Wow.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to move on from last night yeah. into the future. Well, okay. Oh, no, we can't yet. Well, what do you talking Because we went about? to a fucking chili cook-off. Well, that's
2: what I was going to say what about tradition. About? That's like yeah. 35 years of this chili cook-off that we went to. Very exciting. Yeah. The Malibu chili cook-off where... The second we got there was uh, Sam Talbot from Top Chef announcing the winner. I was so thrilled to see him in person.
1: It was cool. You I were like, is that
2: Sam? I was like, oh, Sam, he's so <laughs> cool. He's so handsome. But I was like, no, I'm not going to go introduce myself. I should, but I'm not going to.
1: You wanted what, to.
2: Well, he, well, Yeah. What am I going to say? Hi, I'm a huge fan. And then nothing. Nothing. I don't know.
1: That is an all you (laughs) thing right there. You just created an imaginary reality that does not exist, that talked yourself out of meeting someone you wanted to. This is
2: why I don't introduce myself to strangers is because I undo myself in my head before I even start. (laughs) I need to be in a corner at a party and have people like come and find me, you know?
1: (laughs) So you'll be at a party with Talbot and uh, he'll come to you. I'll be in
2: the corner smoking a joint and he'll come find me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Malibu chili cook-off, so exciting. Truly had the best chili of my life. I don't know how you felt about it.
1: It was the best chili of... That's why I've waited to post a picture of it. I'm so excited to post that pic, but I had to wait till we talked about it on here to hit the grid.
2: We had seven or eight kinds, I think, and holy moly.
1: The, the, The thing for me... If I were to build a perfect chili and it was the one from the um, arepa stand, Mm -hmm. that's the name of the place, the arepa stand, Mm -hmm. we also got an arepa. Fucking delicious. Prime rib arepa. But it had like thick hearty beans. Mm -hmm. It had smoky sweetness. Yes. It it had meat that wasn't so ground that it dissolved in the sauce, but instead it was like hunks of meat. And then it wasn't soupy. It was almost like a sticky chili instead of a soup.
2: Can I use the word robust?
1: Wow. Yeah. I
2: felt it like, yeah, it was robust and it had so many notes and nuances because it was crazy spicy, but it didn't hurt my mouth. And it had that beautiful smoky sweetness that didn't overpower any of the other aspects of it. Sometimes that chipotle smokiness can like be the only thing that you really. Taste. I
1: fucking hate chipotle smokiness. It is in a disgust. It's fucking disgusting.
2: But in this, it was perfectly balanced, and yeah. there was that smoke. And then there, instead of a sour cream, they had some kind of aioli situation. It happening.
1: was a crema and okay. some cheese, and then a tiny. Arepa. Uh, arepa, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. tiny little arepa on oh, top. Oh, and a little chive top.
2: And whatever yeah. that Chipotle crema situation was, I, I, that whole thing, I mean, I would, I would travel long distances to eat that chili again. It was delicious. Yep. Delicious, delicious. And all of the other chilies that we had... But I mean, there were a couple that I wasn't such a big fan of, but I was like, oh, I can understand how someone else might really appreciate this. Like there was a vegan one that we tried that for me was just overly sweet and it didn't have the consistency that I wanted. It was more like gazpacho-y. Yes. But you know, maybe for someone who's on a raw food diet, that would be like the one, the bomb.
1: Yeah. It would have been great because it has that sweetness that you probably don't get to treat yourself with, with refined sugar, honey, maple, any of that jazz. Agave,
2: stevia. Let's name all the sweeteners. Okay,
1: guys, sit down. I hope you're, (laughs) wherever you're driving, you got some time.
2: Clover <laughs> honey, blackberry honey, regular honey, yeah,
1: yeah. comb,
2: comb honey, stevia. What are the sweet and low agave, blue agave,
1: equal sweet. <laughs> <laughs> raw sugar? Yeah, somebody's like, Yeah, <laughs> they said, said raw sugar. That
2: was the one, <laughs> cane sugar, confectioner's sugar, brown sugar, dark brown sugar, <laughs> granulated <laughs> sugar
1: you want to get into the nuts turbinado yeah sugar. there we go hit him with the yeah
2: wow i got turbinado out
1: you're amazing I'm kind of impressed with myself thank you same if we were ever on some weird game show where it's called like <laughs> name, name, the the ch- name the sugars <laughs> please be my teammate
2: <laughs> great
1: the only other thing from the chili cook-off i wanted to call out was mm-hmm. when that one dude we went to order his i think it was a uh carne chili it was just called carne chili mm-hmm. and i said can we get a small sample size carne chili <laughs> and he said we're out of the smalls we only have larges <laughs> which is the craziest thing
2: that's a crazy thing we were yeah we were doing a bit about what it on a- the line we were like wait So you're saying we only have six. We don't have three and three. Or like we we don't have two, two, and two. Or one, 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 and one. We only have six. As a
1: stone dude, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Hey, can we get the other one instead? I was like, do you have a small vegan? He's like, yeah, we do. I was like, okay, that one. But yeah, as I walked away, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what? (laughs) I bet that works on everyone, that kind of upsell.
2: It's not prepackaged. It's in a vat. I see you ladling it. Just take the ladle and put it in a smaller cup. What are you talking about? Take a little
1: bit from that large. Yeah. Make that large a medium by putting a little bit of large in a small.
2: And then sell me a small. (laughs) And then sell the medium also. What's happening? Yeah. That was crazy. It was so funny. Also, I was, we were in two separate lines. We were in neighboring lines walking up to the stands that were next to each other, and I was looking across at you, and I was trying to mouth that there were bats in the sky. Did you see me? Yes. Mouthing, because it was sunset, magic hour, and these Malibu bats were swooping and diving and catching mosquitoes, and it was so great. And I was looking up, and then the people behind me thought I was weird because I was looking up, and so I looked back at them, and I was like... It's bats. And they looked at me and they, I swear to God, they all took two steps back. Uh, yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, it's bats. Like, there's bats. It's really cool that there are bats feeding. And and they were all like we don't know what's up with this bitch, but she's like looking at fucking bats. No one
1: was talking to you. Why are you talking to Why us? Was,
2: I know they didn't want to talk to me. I just thought I was like, I'm just drawing your attention to a natural fucking miracle. Bats are like the most amazing creatures ever. And they're right there. Why aren't you looking at them? They were like, bitch, We just want some chili. Yeah.
1: Do you mind if we go ahead of you so you you can... You can
2: stand around and look at your bats, but uh, we're not interested.
1: So then we got tarot readings. Yes. And um, Karen. Yes. I'm a fan, but... mm.
2: Yeah, listen, I just think that if you're really looking for answers, you shouldn't get your tarot read at a country fair, (laughs) (laughs) which is essentially what my friend Lucy said when I contacted her. And I was like, hey, I think I need your help. I need a bit of course correction because I got a reading at this county fair, Chili Cook-Off, that in some ways was really interesting, but in other ways it was really unsettling and I don't really understand it. And she was like, just don't... Get your tarot read at a county fair. Just always like trust the experts. Yeah,
1: but that's because you got a worse reading than me.
2: It's not a worse reading. It was a confusing reading. It wasn't worse or better. It was confusing.
1: And that's it's not just, okay when we're talking about the like eternal, yeah. the eternal electric unknown.
2: Yeah, like it's when you're looking for clarity and someone offers you confusion. No,
1: <laughs> that's what's
2: up, yo. So that's 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 all. That's yeah. what had me sort of like feeling fretful. And then I did get an excellent course correction, and I'm feeling much much better. That's great. Yes,
1: that's great. Sorry to make our futures a competition. Yeah, I
2: was like, <laughs> what's up? No, nope. I won the
1: tarot reading. Like I'm. I was yeah. really
2: glad that you felt great about yours, though.
1: I mean, yo, know, she said some stuff that seemed specific to me. I'd never had a tarot before, and uh-huh. she also told me about a future that I have a lot of hope and I'm working towards. Mm -hmm. So I'll take it because I liked it, but there was no confusion with mine. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yours was bananas.
2: Yes. And now I've remediated that. Um, and I'm feeling much better.
1: Why do you do it to, to begin with though, as we talk about like Rosh Hashanah and new moons, like I'm, I'm very wary of anybody Drake just had a line in his new album mm-hmm. about like new choices because of my therapist's voices mm-hmm. in my head, and I thought that was like a really hot line, and so I think of you looking at me, does that line make sense Yes, okay, cool, because like yeah, and then you have a tarot person, and that tarot person's kind of correcting your course based on their thing, and well, i'm like ah that's
2: that's why I didn't sort of feel right about it because I think that what happened at the county fair. You know, with a very quick reading in the middle of a fairground, was that she does she did what people probably are looking for, which is very predictive. Like this is what the future holds for you, and this is what you should expect, and here's what your health is going to be, and here's what your financial situation is going to be. It was like, you know, fortune telling, basically reading the future. And tarot isn't necessarily about reading the future; it's inviting you to look into what's currently happening in order to then be aware of possible outcomes. That's the difference. It's an right?
1: awareness, not an assertion. Right. Ah, it's shit. It's not
2: predictive. And especially when you're doing tarot work that's trauma-informed or really like, you know, you're, you're, you're reading into it with knowledge of current circumstances. It can invite you to just look more deeply into what's going on in your current situation to just better understand the landscape that may lie ahead. Yo. That's all. It's not trying to say you're going to make $100,000 because you're going to sell a fucking movie script or whatever. It's going to invite you to look into what you're doing right now that might make those things possible for sure. But that's all. So it's really, it's an invitation to ponder some of the mysteries of your own brain and and life and circumstances. And it's not trying to say this is a quick fix to lead you down a certain path.
1: Well, that makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was taking it as a prescription from... A, a non non scientific source. Totally. I was taking it prescriptively, right. and that's not the case. So I'm I'm here for it. Okay, yeah. I'm more open to it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't need I don't need new new moms.
2: Okay. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need advice.
2: Okay. I feel I feel you. I
1: feel like I, I'm. I just want like a couple nudges.
2: I. I feel like um, when you say I don't need new moms and I don't want advice, what I'm hearing is that you actually are feeling like a lack of connection to the feminine and that you do want um, to feel connected to it. And it's not that you want advice, but you want to understand it better so that you yourself feel more connected to the feminine mysteries and feminine energy without someone trying to dictate it for you.
1: Um, I will have to think about that (laughs) a lot more Uh to have any type of like... Say about it because I don't know, uh-huh. but damn, what a good thing to pose to me. <laughs> Would love to dig in. I
2: just, I just think for me, hearing any guy be like, "I don't need a new mom," well, like, it's "Well, it's because she's a woman." That? I know, but what is that like? What does that bring up for you? Like, just oh, brings up I a lot see. of interesting things. Wow. For me, yeah, yeah, yeah. To hear any 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 dude ever say that. It's like, oh, well, what are you? What are you grappling with then? Like what do you Yeah,
1: well, I think what it is for me is that if Taro is another parent, mm-hmm. uh, I have no interest. Right, but and it's, yeah, and, okay. and and um, specifically like a as, as as a adult who has his own identity, what I don't want is a new mom in my life who is like in in imprinting on that identity okay and so when i think of something like tarot and i was approaching it as a prescriptive right. thing that's like here is what you need to do here are your goal posts here's what's going to happen next mm-hmm. that feels like an infringement on my identity <laughs> from a parent
2: wow yeah 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 okay i i would say like uh, um my metaphor for tarot would be that if you're standing in a room that has several doors in like leading to different directions tarot is the practice of just opening those doors cool that's all cool it's not trying to get you down a fucking hallway somewhere else just like looking at possible outcomes examining your current circumstance and and knowing where that might lead i fucking love that yeah
1: Wow. So much better. Yes. Okay. I'd like to do it again with that approach. <laughs> Definitely. I yeah. mean, you've got
2: to find a really good tarot reader. I'm actually really grateful to have some people in my life who like, well, you know, I called my friend Lucy and I was like, yeah, cause I need help. I got a weird reading and I feel strange. So I'm, I'm really lucky to like have that. And I just encourage anyone who's interested in it to like, yeah, do some, do some, uh, reading and research. It's really, a really interesting, um, world of, you know, deep, deep old knowledge. Yeah.
1: You want to get to the news? Yes. Okay. It's brought to you, the Grubla Gazette is brought to you by OCB.
2: OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918.
1: OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers, farmed from within a 500 kilo... Kilometer? Kilometer. Kilometer Mm -hmm. radius (laughs) of OCB's facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy.
2: Last year, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling papers and cones, which are even burning, no-tear, GMO-free, and vegan.
1: Not all rolling papers are created equal. OCB offers a premium smoking experience that we call Harmony on High.
2: Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products and visit OCBUSA.com. Also, give them a follow on Instagram at OCB underscore USA.
1: Yeah. Do you know how many miles are in a kilometer?
2: Uh, a kilometer is like 1.7 miles.
1: So if we were to change that line in the OCB copy to... No, wait. Sorry.
2: There's 1.7 kilometers in a mile.
1: Okay. So a My kilometer is backfire. more.
2: A kilometer shorter.
1: A kilometer shorter. Yes.
2: It's 1,000 meters.
1: So can we change that to miles next week? Because I've screwed it up every time. I don't even care if there's a decimal in the OCB. I would like, I would love a mile so I don't yeah, sound so like dumb.
2: 312 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good.
1: Next week, look for that little change before the news.
2: And our news story this week is coming to you from Green Entrepreneur about Amazon. Ugh. Oh. Uh, so Amazon. Uh, has already gone on the record as saying that it would stop testing for weed, stating that um, screening for cannabis disproportionately affects communities of color and it's been encouraging other companies to do the same. So this story is about how Amazon is actively advising its delivery partners to drop cannabis screening from its drug testing protocol to boost the number of job seekers As the holiday season approaches, because obviously we know that Amazon is going to put everyone through that grinder and, you know,
1: overwork and underpay everyone. Fuck yeah, seasonal work.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, this uh, article from Green Entrepreneur says that one of Amazon's partners admitted that marijuana was the main reason most people failed drug tests, no duh, and that by admitting it from screenings, more drivers would pass. Um, which, you know, obviously totally makes sense. And so this is ostensibly sort of a good thing because obviously we want to see a society in which there is no drug testing that should not be a condition of your employment, especially for something like cannabis, but that this ultimately leads to the kind of like overarching policy of Amazon, which is that it wants to um, have cannabis go federally legal so that it can then own weed Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the cannabis industry. Um, like Amazon has been lobbying for, like the darker side of this is that they've been lobbying for federal legalization, um, which most people see as a ploy to be able to ship across state lines and then just, yeah, totally take over cannabis. So while it's a good thing that Amazon has said that it's going to stop drug testing its drivers and employees and that it's working with partners to stop drug testing as well, we got to take the long view, which is, you know, to keep holding them accountable for, you know, making things right on every level. It's interesting to
1: make that connection where like A, is equal like a will lead to d mm-hmm. and there's some B's and C's in there uh-huh. to make them connect, but right now they are connected because that's the plan yeah um th- but it's also possible to separate those things and just let drug testing fall by the wayside right and also have like a prosperous federal legalized cannabis industry where all fucking people can rise up so yeah. you know it's not a it's not a guarantee yet. That's, you know, it's one of the doors of what could happen next, is Amazon could just take it over and squash all the little guys. Yes. But maybe not. But either way. That is a possible outcome. It's a possible so we're outcome. we're giving
2: Amazon a tarot reading right now. We'll be <laughs> like, let's not look at that outcome. Let's look at some other better possible outcomes.
1: Absolutely.
2: Can I read this? I uh, was looking at Drug Policy Alliance. If you don't follow Drug Policy Alliance, they're at drugpolicy.org. And they're a great, along with Normal, one of these, you know, Great organizations to follow, and we were talking about um, the uh, decriminalizing drugs and just allowing people to, you know, uh, be in charge of their own. Uh, yeah, I mean, consumption.
1: It's a yeah. Okay.
2: There was just this uh, great uh, post from them on IG that says, uh, drug policy needs to be based on science and evidence, not emotions. The drug war has been active for 50 years. We've cut down on medical opioid use, and we continue to criminalize drug use, yet overdose rates are skyrocketing. Isn't it time for a new approach? The new approach would be to decriminalize drugs, reinvest in alternative health-centered approaches, shift the regulatory authority from the attorney general, from criminal to the secretary of health and human services, to, to, to be a health uh, social issue and address the social determinants of health that lead to problematic drug use. So instead of criminalizing it, it's, you know, that this policy would make it a health issue. So which it is.
1: Which it is. It's not a drug issue. It's a health issue. I, well, it, it's a
2: drug issue, but it's not a criminal issue.
1: Got it. Right. Yeah. And within that, um, I mean, shit, look, you know, you, everyone, if you're on Twitter or the news, like that some. Comedians lost their lives with some cocaine laced fentanyl. And one of uh, our friends, Kate, is in critical condition because of it. And Twitter got pretty fucking hairy pretty quick. And right. a lot of finger pointing was made. And so it's A lot of
2: judgments. A lot of
1: fucking judgments. A lot of races to judgment. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's it's nice to hear you clearly state what I also agree with, which mm-hmm. is like the focus needs to be shifted.
2: It's not a criminal issue. It's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's focus on getting people the support that they need for this and, yeah. you know, not and, putting people in prison. And
1: also put that one family on blast, because did you hear that they're not allowed to be sued for opioid stuff anymore, even though the they Zachary created family? the entire, they they created this entire industry that has destroyed so many fucking people's lives, and now they're they're also, like, invincible against it?
2: Yeah, so you're talking about the Sackler family, who were the owners of Purdue Pharma. And in the recent settlement that the federal judge just signed off on, they're admitting no liability. They're giving up control of the company, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. So they're not going to have control of Purdue Pharma anymore, but they're also walking away with all of their inheritances and estates intact. And they're admitting no wrongdoing. So yeah, that in and of itself is criminal. The judge who actually signed the final sort of thing came out with a statement as he was sort of like signing off on it, saying he doesn't believe that it's actually fair. I don't think anybody believes it's fair, especially if you're someone who lost a, a loved one or family member to the opioid crisis. It's absolutely fucked. They,
1: yeah. or if you're addicted and you're in recovery or you're in the throes of it, like mm-hmm. whatever, it, it's affected everyone at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing in a crazy time. And it's also crazy that people are still trying to criminalize, uh, cannabis, which is a plant that grows in the ground that has benefits for uh, in so many ways and has never killed anyone.
1: Yeah. Damn. We went from Amazon to, like, this is real. This is real. (laughs) I'm so glad we can talk about this on here. This is why I like doing this with you, Mary Jane.
2: I like doing it with you, too.
1: Um, Prayers out to Kate.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Where are we going to go before we introduce our... uh fabulous guest
1: we got to hit some buds of the week
2: we got to hit some buds of the week uh first off also can i just say did i did i say the name of those shrimp sh- shrimp chips that caught me so pleasantly baked last night
1: no what's a sh- what's your shrimp chimp
2: my shrimp chimp my weed shrimp chimp
0: <laughs>
2: they're these <laughs> weed infused shrimp chips if you are in california and you can get your hands on some Potley, potly p-o-t-l-y weed infused shrimp chips i highly recommend it that's all i'm gonna say
1: okay Yep, I'll try one tonight. They're delicious. <laughs> I'll try nine tonight. If you have some left, I'll take them. <laughs> I'll try <laughs> six tonight. <laughs>
2: uh, who's your better of the week, <laughs> Mike?
1: I gotta get my phone. It's it's Chelsea Frank. It's her th- birthday. Happy birthday, Chelsea!
2: Happy birthday!
1: To You've me. been a friend for a long time. You're a great comedian. And your Instagram is Chelsea Frank. So I just wanted to shout you out because, uh, I mean, look at this picture for her birthday.
2: Oh, so fun and cool. Also, the color blocking.
1: I'm yeah. Obsessed. I, l- I like anybody who is a really good artist who works really hard and is also kind. Yep. There you go. And
2: fashionable. My butt of the week is our friend Baldev Sandu, who is not on Instagram, but... Uh, You can see his antics on Allie Lou's Instagram a lot of the time. And Baldev is hosting a show called Go Long this weekend with Allie and Mike Glazer, my fabulous co-host, doing long sets of their fucking awesome comedy. I'm so excited to go see it. It's at the Fantastic...
1: Phonetic Theater
2: fanatic theater yeah not the fantastic theater the fanatic theater in culver city uh saturday evening we'll have it on all of our igs i'm gonna be there come come hang yeah if you're in the city come hang with me and see mike be funny and ellie be funny and Baldov be fucking awesome funny and a fantastic host
1: Damn, Damn, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, on my Instagram at Hoo, there's a bunch of stand dates coming up. I'm in San Diego the day after this drops Thursday, and then I'm back in LA for two shows. And then eventually Vegas and eventually St. Louis. And uh, I don't know. They're all on my IG. And
2: then the moon.
1: And then then the moon. the moon. You don't
2: know. So many things coming your way. All the doors open.
1: What if the man on the moon was high? I think it would go a little something like this. (laughs) Oh, I'm made of cheese. I can eat myself. Something (laughs) like. (laughs) You know, it's hot comedy like that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, No.
2: I mean, I'm coming on Saturday because I love watching you do comedy and I think you're fucking hella funny. So. Thanks. Uh, our guest.
1: Speaking of comedy. Who
2: hella fucking funny.
1: Yeah, Katrina Davis.
2: Katrina Davis. Time Out LA's One to Watch, Hot Comic to Watch of 2019. So fucking cool. Has so much going on.
1: She just recorded an album with Comedy Dynamics and that got picked up by the Tribeca Festival. And so she just performed the hour. Yeah. At Tribeca, and that's going to be dropping sometime soon, hopefully. Um, She's
2: coming to Denver in just a couple weeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, for
1: the High Plains Festival. Cool as fuck.
2: Cool as fuck, fun as hell. Got all sorts of like cool comedy irons in several fires, and I don't know. It was just fun to like hang out and have a great time.
1: Follow her on Instagram and uh, Google her for stand-up clips. Yes. I don't know anything else to say.
2: That's it. Yeah. Without further ado, here's our interview and hang with
1: Katrina Davis.
2: When did you move to LA? Uh 6 or 7 years ago, like 2015. So you're here, you're fully like yeah. you're, you're you're immersed in the Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I had not no well
3: the way I came here in terms of I wasn't making enough money to live off of. I was working at Ad See, that was super fun, mm-hmm. but I just wasn't making enough commission to eat. And so I was looking here in New York and Atlanta. So when I moved, it was like I'm moving to wherever I can support myself like it was definitely a long-term thing like i had started stand-up a year before and Uh everyone was like are you moving for stand-up i was like no i'm moving because i have to eat yeah and yeah i heard stand-ups there too like i was so (laughs) new that i was like no i'm not moving for stand-up why would i be moving for stand-up like i'm gonna be like (laughs) so good at stand-up that i would pick a city lived like based off it that's crazy like that's kind of the headspace i was in Uh uh-huh so yeah
1: (laughs) what was your first job out here
3: I worked for Tyra Banks at her beauty company that is now out of business.
1: Whoa.
3: <laughs> what did you do there? Um, social media. So I wrote um, I stuff for their all their social media platforms and product descriptions and stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah. Was that fun or was it like a slog? It was fun, but stressful because it was a startup. So mm. everything about writing social media, being in... Uh, Beauty, because that is still like something that I write for on the side. Like, I like writing for beauty still. Um, All of that stuff is fun. And everything about a startup was still a startup. So, being super stressful, having all of these other hats, all of those things, and having the heightened level of it being like, for Tyra.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Did you ever but like. she was.
3: Yeah. It, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't. I was about to say. Even that part wasn't about her specifically. As much as everyone else that you work with. Being like. We're doing all of this. Mm-hmm. Having this like celebrity named Tyra do it. I feel like made it even more high octane. <laughs> startup. Like it yeah. added an extra layer to. The
2: standard stress of just being like 16 people trying to run a company or whatever. Was that around the time that she had her talk show too? Like she was kind of like trying to run the world at that point, right? We were
3: on, we were very close to that. So we would be on that set sometimes Mm -hmm. like talking. Cause I'd actually, my first job ever was at a female retail, like, uh, like clothing retailer. And I worked in the marketing department and started doing social media there and would work all the photo shoots because we were super small so we dressed all the models and did everything and we hired Chrissy Teigen oh before like she would like FaceTime like John Legend be like I want to, I hope he asked me to marry him it was like a long long time ago she was super nice yeah and I would like buckle her shoes and then I saw her <laughs> on set and I wanted to be like um hi like I've legit like talked to you topless multiple times but I was like she doesn't like that I was also told that like don't talk to her like Mm -hmm. specifically like don't try to talk to her and so I was like oh like but she actually remembers me but I don't have time to explain that to anyone and so I just kind of like was hoping she would like look at me and kind of remember but she never even like looked up but I was like I totally know you
1: (laughs) that's wild it's crazy to think of a mega super world star person as still needing to start something from scratch and it's still as scrappy as any other business, any of us would be doing for ourselves. Oh yeah,
3: well, in terms of having connections or like maybe advisors or something like that. But yeah, she's had like, because now she has an ice. She's selling ice cream. Tyra is yes, yeah. So she is also in terms of her being very nice. She is like that kind of like okay. Yeah, let's do it. So like I saw my mom was like, did you see this? I was like, no, but I'm zero surprised. Like she is that fun that I don't think that she's like, yeah, let's go. I don't
2: care. Like about. Yeah. Like, what am I doing during the pandemic? Sure, let's Fuck go. It. Start an <laughs> ice cream business.
0: Well, yes, <laughs> I, I can totally that. see her being. Was it that called mindset. ice Cream?
2: No,
3: stop. Here's the thing is she loves stuff like that. I think feel like the only reason it isn't is they couldn't get the copyright because okay, that great. sounds like something she would because, love. Thank you, For
1: Katrina. He- I didn't like your look at me at all, Mary Jane, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to put it out here on record. That look you just gave me was like, Glazer, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's true. But she did trademark Smize, didn't yeah. she?
0: Whoa.
3: We had a lot of... Goof- that was probably another thing that was really fun there was naming products because she... Because everything's just allowed to be super crazy. So it was really fun being like... Team Google Dog for whatever name of yeah. color and stuff, because you can just come up with whatever you want, any kind of dumb pun or whatever. It was really fun to uh. even just read all of the ones. We'd be like, we cannot do that. Hilarious. And yeah. just like cross it off. <laughs> it was really fun.
2: Yeah. Man, that must be so fun to have like the brain that you have and then sort of translate it into beauty writing and ad copy to make it like fun. And, you know, because I think everyone underestimates how, um, punch up really can work just in that world too like I was just working on some branding copy boring ass copy for a cannabis company and they had come up with something and they were like it's fine and I was like what about this and I just did like one boop and they were like it's amazing yes, and I was like that's people, why get- people need like professionals like yes. you to like make good mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
3: even if you come up with something like you said that's in the vein and you'll say something in terms of phrasing or mm-hmm. whatever an alliteration they're like that's so much better and it's like yeah that's literally what the one thing I'm good at is knowing that this sounds better this way.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were just watching a commercial. Uh, we were lens crafters. Lens crafters. Thank you. I couldn't come up with, and it was like lens crafters because sight. And we looked at each other and we were like, "Where the fuck was everyone that day?" But what? because
1: it's hot right now. Joel Hadley friend of the podcast my best friend just put on his Instagram story because he has a puppy named Falcor um, because smiles and uh-huh. it's just a bunch of pictures of his fucking dog uh. so because it's, because it's a hot tag right okay. now right alright I'm not saying I like it <laughs> It's too. It it says nothing. Right. But like, I'm just I'm defending because, and I'm not sure why, <laughs> but that's what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the next one's just gonna be like LensCrafters sight tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: Because eyes. Because anything. Because
1: anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you remember? Your favorite of any of any of the copy or taglines or oh. products that you named, and then you saw it, you know, getting produced, and saw your mm-hmm. words on something. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, because I don't know of anything. Because it is really like kind of fun and exciting, but it is also corporate. So it's kind of hard sometimes to pick out the things that are still yours enough that you can feel that level of ownership over it. It's Mm -hmm. like this did well overall and the team is happy with its success, Mm -hmm. but what I originally wrote has been added and changed for all of so many different reasons that it's like, not like it's totally unrecognizable, but it definitely doesn't always have that same level of like, I did this. Like, it's more like a team thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I love stand-up the most. (laughs) Because like, nobody can touch. It's just yours. It's just mine.
3: I feel like it's always been the outlet that I did like for that reason, because I feel like, um it made it easier to compromise at work yeah when people wanted to do stuff that was like bad or ugly or i didn't think it was good and i would just be like mad because you wanted to be the best it can sound or whatever Mm -hmm. and being able to let that go because it was like yeah this is work stuff this isn't mine exactly yeah
1: man there's so many times when i was in chicago i would do a lot of temp work and they would always send me to ad agencies and the ad agency would be like oh you're a funny guy do you want to like pitch shit with us and i was like you're not paying me anymore, but maybe this will turn into something full time. And I'd like, it was, I'd never been in a writer's room. And so I Mm -hmm. would just at that time. And so I would pitch something and then everyone was like, "We love it." And then I'd hear the final product. I'm like, "This is a piece of shit." Like, <laughs> never, what, yes. what are and you doing? It <laughs> never
3: ends up being like exactly like whatever they love
2: so much that you did.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So you got to LA six years ago. Mm-hmm. You're working, writing, yeah, and doing social stuff. How did how did the comedy balance out? Like, how did you? I what, just thought did it at night. Yeah, just like I was
3: already used to doing. I even in terms of my like upbringing was always like whatever you like to do is kind of like okay that's cute but you can like find whatever you need to do to live based Mm -hmm. off that you know what i mean like you work hard so that you can do whatever it is that you love because what you love probably isn't going to make that much money because i did always love art and things like that
1: wait were you backup plan raised i'm not i don't understand what you mean
3: kind well like if you like art that's fine that you like art i'm not going to tell you that you can't be an artist but you're not going to be a professional artist, so...
1: Yeah. You have to
3: find a day job and then you can paint whenever you want, kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Until
1: your hobby transitions into your main. And
3: then, and that being something that no one believes that your hobby is never going to be a hobby. It's like you love doing that. So make sure that you can support yourself in a way that allows you to also be able to do that. But like, no one was like, you're going to be so good at your art that you can actually live off your art. That was not really kind of
0: entertained.
1: Right. Yo, uh, I don't know your family, but I will say, I. Um, my family was like, "Get them!" You know, you can do it all. You're special. That's and nice. I don't know which is better, but you seem like you have such a good head on your shoulders. And I've heard and seen your comedy, and it's funny as fuck. So maybe like <laughs> that's the way to. Well, it's
3: a balance because my mom's more like that, and then my dad was the one that would like come to shows in bars in my first year of doing stand up and like be like, "You're funny! Everyone's laughing!" Like, yeah, back and be like, "She's good!" Like, <laughs> yeah. And he was even when I was way younger, and I was like, "Mom." I want to be an artist. And she was like, okay, well that's cute. My dad like helped me mail in the like artist institute pamphlet that they used to do on commercials. Oh shit, with the parrot? Yeah. I drew yeah. I drew the turtle with the turtleneck and the cabbie hat. <laughs> and And I was so little that I couldn't figure out mail on my own. I remember being like, help me do this. Like, I was on the phone, and I messed it up. Or they could tell I was a kid or something. So he had to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And he, like, let me take the test and mailed it in for me. And they, like, sent it back with all these, like, good job, keep up the good work, bad stuff. But like, my dad definitely entertains dreams more. So I
1: think it's a balance. That just sounds like a healthy balance.
2: It, especially when, you know, you come to a place like LA where there are so many people who are miserable because they thought otherwise. Yes. And that's so much harder when you're not really prepared for like the crushing reality and of it life. And I was very
3: hardcore practical about there's no way I was going to move here and not have a way to pay rent. I wasn't oh, going to, there's yeah. no way that was my problem in Florida and it's, So I definitely wasn't going to, that does not make any sense. There was no way I was going to be able to do that. There was nowhere for any more money to come from. So like, I didn't have that option and I was a little bit older. I felt like that different too, in terms of even coming into comedy. I was what, 26 when I started. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And so even when I came out here in my head, I feel it less now, but definitely the first, like, two or three years, I was like, I have to catch up. Like, everyone around me has been doing this since they were in college and all, of you know what I mean, feeling this, mm-hmm. like, even if I am good, I need to be good. I'm old. Like, <laughs> I'm older than you. Like, if I'm at a mic, it's almost like, you're good. It's like, I should write. I've been writing, literally writing, mm-hmm. for, like, five more years than you, even if it wasn't comedic. So. And you have
1: something to fucking say too. As
3: opposed to when you're younger. I think so. I cannot imagine. I have tried to think about that before in terms of I've always loved comedy and knew that I would try stand-up at some point, but I was just like, I'll do it once before I die. Mm-hmm. Did not really. I love stand-up so much that I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a stand-up. My friends think I'm funny. They know me. I'm not. <laughs> this is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't even have that kind of, you know, aspirations for it anyway.
1: No wonder you're successful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My bar is
3: mad love. Yeah, I get to, to like, people even at mics and stuff will be like, oh, why are you so happy? And it's like, there's people here, aren't they?
0: Yeah. That's why
3: funny. are you so upset? If you're so upset, you should leave. Yeah. You should go home. Like, I, because I also don't hit mics like other people. It's like, I take a lot of naps. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this. No one asked you if you feel like you legitimately don't want to do this all the time, then like you should ask yourself some questions because mm-hmm. I don't want to be around you pouting all the time.
2: <laughs> I just, I just, you're just making me think. I just heard a panel at a weed jobs fair <gasps> where they were talking about getting into the cannabis industry being something that you truly needed to love to the point where you were willing to lose absolutely everything mm. at any time, maybe multiple times. That's and you're risky. just making me think of that. Like, that's how the cannabis industry and comedy are actually sort of connected and very similar is that you need to be willing to do it all the time mm-hmm. and lose anything any time, any opportunity that comes your way, and then have to start all over yeah. again. Like, you submitted that packet that you spent two weeks, blood, sweat, and tears, and everything. S N L. and then, like, yeah, like. and start again. Push that yep. rock back up that hill. And so you're just really making me think about, because that was, it really struck me, these cannabis titans sitting on the stage, and mm. they were all like, we've all been incarcerated, oh my all God. of us. Yep. And we've all lost everything. And we've all been raided. Once. And it was oh just crazy to listen to that. And now you're making me think about, like, that's the same thing. Yeah. In, in comedy as well it's, it's like, like yeah
3: i like change <laughs> in bathrooms and like nap in my car my day job yes. and then i'm like nine o'clock at night driving to Elsa Gundo, being like why <laughs> do i do this have you ever been driving to a show tired and been like in that haze where you even blank out and you're like on you've been on autopilot for like three hours you're like what mm-hmm. is even happening and then you get there and you're like yeah no i do do this for a reason but like you'll black out even on like i don't know what it is to be like wait Am I doing this on purpose? What is happening? And then yeah. be like, no, I do actually like this this much. It's crazy.
1: I said, like um I hadn't performed in Palm Springs before recently and I thought it was like an hour away. So I left like at like 3.30 in the afternoon to get to an 8 o'clock show. I got there like barely on time. Oh, my god. And then I was, like, I was like, do I get a hotel? It's like midnight. Like, what do I do <laughs> yeah. now? And instead, I drove back uh-huh. and I looked and it was like, but it was still two and a half hours and I don't remember any of it. Like, I just remember pulling into my driveway and crashing on my bed and right. Yeah, because I was just like. I was like, I did it. It was a great show. I yes. feel good. Let's yep. power through. And
3: then you just like drove home on Show High. Yes, and passed out.
1: Show High and a diet Mountain Dew, like whatever. Whatever's bigger than forty-eight ounces.
3: Oh my goodness! They oh, wow. make those. You drink a sixty-four I drink ounce. You drink a keg. You drink a big gulp. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it shaped like a novelty barrel? <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> it was like right next to me.
3: <laughs> it's the seatbelt on, it's so big. It's so. Big. It set off the like heat, the light that says like the airbag is going to deploy. It's
1: cool when you get it. They take the tube off of a beer bong and stick it in it <laughs> so that it can like curve into your uh, driver's side. It's pretty sweet the thing they're doing. <laughs>
2: How do you fill up? What is your, like, what well do you go to drink from to fill up to, like, go do all this stuff? Mm, I sleep a lot.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I sleep a lot. I go to art museums. I go on walks all the time. Like, even before um, COVID, I would I'm really into sunsets. Okay. <laughs> and moving here by myself, I'm not like, oh my God, who doesn't like sunsets? But like, I'm weird about like being outside at that time to like mm. see it. Like, I have to like say goodbye to like the day. It's like the end of everything and then like everything's starting over. And so I was already like driving to other neighborhoods and I would walk around at sunset or find an art gallery and then walk around and find food or whatever it was just to think Mm -hmm. and hear people and whatever um and so i feel like i still kind of just drag all of that stuff over and yoga i do yoga yeah and i started doing um hit exercise like the high intensity workouts that like are like 30 minutes they're not that long but they're freaking insane and they make me want to cry yeah like it's just like pushing yourself to In terms of even dancing and doing conditioning when I was in high school and stuff, it's like I have not pushed my body to these limits in so long that I was like mad the first time that it was so hard. So now I have this like internal thing that I'm like pissed that they (laughs) need to be easier. Um, So that's fun to just like, even though it sounds so dumb and cheesy, but it's like listening to even the auditory... Um, affirmations of what physical limits feel like because it's like literally wow. Nike stuff, but it's like you are your own, whatever, da, 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 da. keep pushing, you never know. But it is also the manifestation of me feeling like I can't go anymore and actually not stopping is a thing, I think.
0: Mm.
3: So I just started that like a month or so ago. But yoga is my shit for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. What kind of yoga?
3: Just like regular, what, shavasana? I don't know. Well, that's just the laying down part at
2: the end. Yeah. I don't know what the style. <laughs> because I
3: used to do it from a lady that I really like, uh, that she just was connected to the building that I used to work in. Okay, So my only teacher I've ever had is um, in El Segundo at Om Yoga. She's amazing. Her name's Maddie, and she's really nice. But I don't know what kind of yoga that is. I'll email her and ask her. But we used to do like extra. We started doing Zoom classes over COVID to learn more about it. I have this teeny tiny book that I haven't read at all. Sorry, Maddie. Um, It's real
1: funny (laughs) to picture you walk into class just in time to lay down with everyone and be like, sorry, I'm late. Is it still time to lay down? I'm just late to every yoga
3: (laughs) class where I think it's just laying down. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) Love I was vegetables. like, I don't know why you guys get so sweaty. It's just laying down. Um, <laughs> no, but it's really slow and mm-hmm. controlled and focuses on your breathing a lot it's Ooh. not the fast kind and it's not hot yoga. i just i I'll ask because out.
2: there's so many especially you know in la i think you know there's every kind of yoga available mm-hmm. here and there's like the core power yoga or no, the like, like super crazy bikram or the ones where it's like you know you do i don't know crazy sex shit. no and i'm not bomb, yeah. doing like <laughs> yoga so hot that
3: i accidentally break a rib because you Ooh. know people were doing that right Ugh. they were like getting so hot That, like, they couldn't tell when they were pushing their muscles too far. Uh, And people were, like, bruising themselves and stuff in yoga. And it was like, hey, you know what? You can do it in a cool 75-degree room also. And you'll warm up. Um, So yeah, that was a big thing in terms of just like breathing and having time to be quiet Mm. and not look at your phone and focus on your own breath and just laugh at the places that your mind goes when you're trying to think of nothing and continuously coming back to
2: that. Yes. All that
3: discipline I think really helped me through when everyone was full on zapping out. I was doing yoga like every day. So good. (laughs) So
2: necessary.
1: With your stand-up, how the heck did you go from – I know the pandemic is still going on, but I'm going to say yeah. the main pandemic, yes. like, all the way through. First wave. First wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First fuck. wave pandemic um, to recording an album with Comedy Dynamics to then recording a live hour set at Tribeca. Like, how the fuck did you do all of this while the world is in Banana Town? Like, what the
3: fuck? Uh, well, I hadn't done anything like that before, so I did have a lot. Of material. You took all your
1: material from your entire career and everything that I
3: liked. And then I started with that list and then kind of realized, like, oh no, this is going to be like an introductory thing. So it isn't even necessarily like all of my strongest jokes, even. It's kind of like a narrative that I wanted to build because this is a lot of people that know me from fucking Adam. They have no idea who I am. So it's kind of like, I hope kind of shows people kind of an idea of what I'm like and where my brain goes and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, but I did start with all of that and then went from there. But I did at the very least have practice from Zoom shows. Like I didn't run to like, and everything shut down and everyone was freaking out and shows were getting canceled. I was like, I'm taking this month. Like I'm going to chill and write and look at Google Docs and figure out how to huddle down in my apartment because i already kind of had the vibe from my day job even mm-hmm. um because they're like super rich conservative men that like own it and when we shut down i was like oh they know something like they wouldn't make us not make money for them if they didn't have to like this is real as hell yeah they got that so they got a text from
1: already, the fda that's how i felt i yeah. felt like i had
3: this whiff of like internal. I was like mm, this is gonna be real so like I had already kind of gotten things to work from home more long-term and was already kind of mentally shutting my brain down and was like, I don't know how long we're not gonna have shows, but I was just adjusting to being home, like even being home two days, in a row in the time that you would normally have shows was like, this is how people live real life. You're just home every night. This is wild. This
1: is weird. I did not.
3: It was like kind of nice to have that break from it, though. And then people started talking about Zoom shows and being like, oh, you're going to do Zoom shows? Oh, it's so weird. And I was like, I'll do it if someone asks me. I don't care, dude. Mm -hmm. And just kind of tried them and did the ones that I liked. And that, I think, just helped me feel at least somewhat normal talking to people. Yeah. And I did do 45 minutes in the beginning. That sucked.
1: I bet.
0: Um,
3: you it did was, 45 minutes on Zoom? In like the very beginning of the pandemic it was so bad. Wow. Um Ooh. and then uh and then just kept doing shows after that. But then uh when that came up and it was with Tribeca, I was like, Oh yeah, like this sounds cool. Like I'd try this and kinda in my head it was still super abstract. I still even when they emailed me was like, Okay, but they're gonna find somebody else that's sure. more famous that can take the spot. Um and was still just kind of preparing for the one I did at junior high. So I did yeah. a practice one at junior high, which was so much fun. It's cool. Um, just because my friends were there. That one, I'm starting another thing that hopefully I'll tell you guys or show you guys in the future uh, that is like kind of sprung from how good that felt, just having all my friends there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even then was like, I'm at worst case preparing for this hour and we'll have an hour. I like, I still didn't know if I was going to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like they tagged me on Instagram. I was like, oh, cool. All right. I got it. Wow. wow. And I was like, Wild. okay, so now I have to do it. And it was kind of me out loud in my apartment by myself being like, all right, bitch, like you asked for this. And I guess it's as ready as I'm ever like good a time as any. I don't know. You know what I mean? When Oh, no. I don't know when this will feel any more comfortable. So sure. Wow, an hour on just totally everything virtual. Oh, well, the one that we recorded was in real life. Intraveca. But in the beginning, like, what? That was, like, first wave time, so what, two... Uh, Falls ago, I Mm -hmm. probably did like forty five minutes online, and it was like, whoa, it was gnarly as hell. Is there
2: any platform that really? Because we all hung out on this new platform that you introduced me to, where we just did that cool little best friends show that you made on Femera, right? Yeah.
3: Well, here's the thing. Also, it's Femera. I've been calling it Famra. I don't even say it right, (laughs) but you two were my first episode on this amazing show. That either, well, it probably won't uh, stay on there just because they're still in beta. Right. but I'll probably start it called Best Friends and y'all were my first episode and it was so awesome that it's a thing now
2: basically. So great. So yeah. it's like interesting to see a new platform or the other platforms like do you dig Twitch or do you, have you found spaces I'm, that are good for your comedy that are not real life? Well spaces?
3: now Valley Girl that I brought back to real life at junior high in Glendale I just bring my laptop to every show because awesome. I have a bunch of people that have been watching me online for a year and a half now. And they will like, oh sorry, and they will like watch they're just so awesome they'll they'll come to valley realm online and be like oh sorry i was on there's this guy patrick i love him hi patrick he like does woodworking and like makes things and does photography and all this stuff and one day he, oh no that might be roy i have all these friends now <laughs> Yo, patrick <laughs> does photography roy i think does woodworking but he one day was watching the show on zoom and was like sorry i'm on mute i'm in the workshop and then the next day he posts all these handmade pens out of wood like Whoa. he does all of this stuff in a, but he from all these online shows just like, yeah, I also like your comedy. So I, and I don't even know where Roy lives. So there's a bunch of like fun friends that I made that now I basically, when I posted, that i was gonna bring the show back i was like don't worry like i won't leave y'all behind i'll definitely have an online element and people were like yeah thanks like we want and even people who i had a friend who, who loves to come in real life but his babysitter bailed on him so then i sent him the link at the last minute and he like messaged me after and was like oh thanks like i got to watch and just like had my headphones in and my kids here you know so
1: that's so good i, I feel like that. it has
3: kind of changed it yeah Forever, but maybe not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. And zooms I know Zoom has been different for everyone, but if you just treated it like you were talking to your friends on like a Zoom happy hour, it was it's different. It yeah. does not feel the same, but it's not like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so horrible. Yeah.
1: And also Which, to know. get like stand, stand up nerdy about it, if you're on a Zoom and you're almost like talking like you'd be talking to friends, you yes. can really like cut the fat of your jokes because you know what feels natural and what you retain. And then the rest of it it doesn't even fucking matter which i do think is a pretty cool tool to be able and to use
3: honestly it helped me with i talk super fast i don't know if anybody on the podcast can tell yeah everyone <laughs> everyone has
1: slowed this one down to I'm like half sorry. speed I try,
3: my my entire life i've been told this i'm she really
1: is a hurricane no <laughs> hey.
3: oh, i'm a whirlwind um but like i uh i think it helped me with my pacing a little bit mm knowing that you have to maybe wait for a second delay or for people to finish yeah. laughing or whatever. It, I think it helped me a little bit. Is
2: no it like you're saying. pretending you're on TV when you're doing a Zoom show? Or are you pretending like you're on a sitcom at all? I kind of
3: will sometimes pretend, not pretend, I feel like I'm talking to the other comics on the show even sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's who I'm kind of posing the question or whatever that thing is in the joke. I. Thing. And that's even in smaller ones than big ones. No, I feel like I'm talking to all the people I'm looking at. Yeah. If I'm on gallery, I'm literally looking at all these people. And I'll call people up for like, oh my gosh, yes, thank you so and so for shaking your head. That's disgusting. Like I, you know what I mean? That's it does awesome. feel kind of like a version of what you would maybe do in real life. I do
1: know. you remember the first bit that you wrote or did from everything that got you thinking, damn, I'm going to do this every single night? Or oh. the or the show. Like, did you perform in Florida before you moved out here?
3: Yeah, on like our like Jacksonville shows. Yeah. because um, our scene it's way bigger now, but there were like sixteen or seventeen comics at the time and we would just all be at the same and they were traveling more than me, where they would like drive to Saint Augustine, like an hour away for a mic. Like I went to a mic a week at yep. this time. So um the first joke I told on stage was because I got dumped that morning. And so I'd had in my head that I was going to do it at some point and then decided that day that I was like, okay, well, this is going to be the day that I do stand up for the first time. Not that I got dumped before I dropped off a guy who doesn't have a job and I went to my job. And so (laughs) I decided to like go up that night. And the first thing I said on stage was like, yeah, I got dumped this morning. And I was like, normally you can kind of tell when one of those things is coming. But it was really abrupt. Like, it was like, fuck your face. And then it was like, fuck your face. Oh. And that was the first (laughs) thing I ever said on stage. So that, I don't remember the right, everything else I had, all of these other written, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that was the first thing I ever said on stage. Wow.
2: And so, and it caught like you felt the energy back from the audience just being like, Yep, I did that's decent. It. I did decent yep. in terms
3: of like, I had been, because I went to this mic for months month and did not speak to anyone. Mm-hmm. So I also knew at that point at least what it would be like to do badly and was like, Okay, they didn't hate me. Went home, and then that entire night was just up writing jokes and was like, Fuck, now I uh, have to go back. Yep. I didn't, lo- <laughs> I was happy because I was terrified. So I was happy that I had done it. Mm-hmm. And I could say I did it and never do it again because I was very stressed. Like it yep. was so nerve wracking. And then I was like, great, now I have to go do these. Like <laughs> I was like <laughs> mad that I had new jokes. Yeah. yeah. But it definitely was a thing where I was like, Yeah, I've just never not had new jokes now. That's so great.
1: <laughs> have you met Beyonce for real?
3: No. Beyonce, no. You mean Tyra?
1: Well, no, I know now. I know you met Tyra, but you have that great joke about uh, Beyonce oh, and the Jacksons. No,
3: I've and I was never like, well, she
1: she's met Tyra. She must have <laughs> like the no. coolest people in the world. No,
3: that would be massive. No, I've not met Beyonce. Okay, because I, I think uh, she'd
1: like your joke.
3: I wonder about that. I wonder <laughs> if
2: she would hate that joke or not. Can you say the joke for our listeners? Oh, please?
3: yeah, okay. Uh, it's that because I did actually do this recently, just because people will randomly talk about how amazing she is. Um, but that like you shouldn't be that impressed with Beyonce because she has natural talent and came from like a supportive middle class family and that basically the Knowles are just the Jacksons if you replaced all the hitting with hugs <laughs> <laughs> and like no one like she should be that good like yeah. absolutely like solange is the goth one and she's amazing yeah,
2: so like, <laughs> obviously, yeah she's the quote-unquote troubled one and yes she's
3: like, like yeah black girls that cry like solange more it's yeah. like i'm doing a poll i think it's a real thing um
1: that's so funny it's yeah. like
3: yeah i'm not not that i'm not impressed i'm impressed with the uh Amount that I feel I should be. Yeah. <laughs> with your na- If your dad made you practice for star search in a basement before you hit puberty, you'd probably be pretty good now. Yeah. You <laughs> just never stopped. That's
1: so funny. Oh, man. She is um, kind of our, like gold medal olympian performer of all yeah. time right like she's won yeah. the gold she's- for our country year after year yeah
3: because yeah. yeah. now because she just had a birthday her birthday was like yesterday yeah or happy 40th yeah yeah 40 amazing yep. and she dropped that adidas line yes
1: she did yeah
3: that looks sick
1: oh man wow that's a solid fucking joke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about weed
3: Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I
1: don't know. It seems like you like it.
3: <laughs> I do. I was like, where? What do you mean?
0: <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I, um, even in high school, it was kind of my thing in terms of growing up in Florida and drinking being very cool socially. And I still do drink, but I've always liked smoking more. Like, in, I smoke and I do hallucinogens. Those are. Mm -hmm. my main things and those are just kind of like where i like to put myself if i'm gonna be in any other place than just being
2: present you know have you heard the term california sober no, it it was kind of popularized a couple years ago, but it's been around for a minute. But it's anything plant based, so weed, psychedelics, <laughs> yes, you know, just no, I boost. could totally do that, or yeah. you know, things that are like synthesized. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
3: I could totally do that. Uh-huh. Um, so I very much enjoy weed, I smoke it pretty much every day. Nice. Um, it's definitely helped me through uh some hardcore panic attacks Mm -hmm. so
2: yeah when you I'm interested in that because for a long time we'd I I just couldn't figure out what worked for me Mm -hmm. because more often than not if I got really high at a party I would have a panic attack and Mm -hmm. I would have to like figure out how to stand in a corner and calm down before I could like go to the kitchen and get myself some water (laughs) and then I figured it out and it was like well just like it's dehydrated
3: and afraid. I'm yeah, so, <laughs>
2: totally dehydrated <laughs> oh, and afraid at parties. That's absolutely
0: <laughs> so sad. Like, oh,
1: there's I'm a gonna... sizzle reel of her entering the party and then a black screen and then it comes back and she's like in the corner rocking and then it just says the tag. dry
0: <laughs> mouth
2: and
3: big eyed. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: please. Cotton I'm mouth and terrified. This year. <laughs>
2: Cotton mouth and terrified. Oh my goodness. No, but what I figured out was like uh, c- certain certain strains that I prefer smoking, but also that I just like lower doses. That edibles low. Like, Oh, those edibles. with yeah. anxiety as mm-hmm. opposed to
3: smoking helps me with like probably just my regular everyday anxiety but if I'm like gonna fly mm-hmm. or something like that edibles help yes and it did take me a while to figure that out yep but I'm definitely, my dad, oh my gosh, because I was talking to my dad about edibles and just kind of like learning about all that stuff because they came out and I showed him like my little drawer and he was like,
0: what? Yeah.
3: And uh, and so he was asking me about edibles. I was like, yeah, dad. I was like, I had a panic attack at the airport and ate a whole pack of those things one time. And he was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Like I was like, it just set me off like in terms of where I think I was driving to, my boyfriend at the time was driving me to the airport and I was like, I don't want to get on this plane. And he was just like, wow, I was like, I don't know, I just don't want to get on this plane. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know when someone's listening to you but not listening to you? Like, he was like, it'll be fine. And I was like, I don't want to get on this plane. Like, you don't understand what I'm saying. And then, like, it slowly got exponentially worse. And then I was just, like, by myself at the gate. And I was, like, hyperventilating on the phone with my mom. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I just don't want to get on She was like, do you think something bad's going to happen? I was like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't even, like focus it on like the plane's gonna crash i was just like i don't even want to be on there i don't know and i like went in the bathroom and just like ate like 100 milligrams of gummies and then i was just at like a dull hum for the next yep 14 hours and it was fine and that plane ride was okay yeah
2: yeah that's fine. Where were you going for 14
3: hours? Or, no, not really. But eh, probably with layovers. Like, <laughs> and 10. Um, Florida. Oh, okay. If you go back to Florida, it's never direct. Or right. I never get a direct one unless somebody else pays for it. Yeah. I can never find them. I don't know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once you sit somewhere for a couple hours, it ends up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I did
1: the same thing. I got off a plane right before they closed the doors because I was having you a did? panic attack. I was like that oh, person no. running up the aisle like, let me off, let me oh, off. Because it was no. pouring rain and I had like a final destination fucking moment where I pictured the whole plane going down and had and that you weird permanent. Fuck yeah, I got off. And I just like sat at the bar, ate an edible, took three shots of whiskey and waited for the next one.
3: Oh, and then you did end up flying that day? Uh,
1: I did because I had to because I like oh. had to meet my family. But I feel you on those like weed edible flying panic attack moments Mm
3: -hmm. because the first panic attack i ever had i was in college and definitely did not equate smoking with like um i don't even know if i would equate it with stress that much at that time i kind of just smoked it recreationally for fun Mm -hmm. like because i probably didn't have enough stress to worry about it but i had a heart that was the first one that now i was just talking to my friend about this about like knowing when your brain is about to do it Mm -hmm. and being like i have a very rapid internal dialogue (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be like we need to get out of this room you can't get out of this room why do you want to get out of this room so bad i don't know we got to get out of here we (laughs) can't like it's like that fast and whenever that's happening i'm like okay now i know but i was doing that in a presentation for a final
0: oh my god
3: and i was with the three other girls on our team and one of them was so determined to like in terms of her like she was such a go-getter in doing so well in school that she was nicknamed the pitbull oh and so she was on my team. That was like the energy that was in the room of how badly these women wanted to succeed. I was basically with four living stilettos <laughs> and me. And I'm just freaking out in my head. Like at one point our teacher was giving us feedback and the sound went out. And I couldn't hear her voice anymore. And I could see her mouth moving. And I was like, this can't be good.
0: <laughs>
3: it was so bad. Did you pass out? No. But I like I like I could not hear. I could hear like ringing. Yeah, And we were supposed to go get like celebratory drinks after. I just grabbed my stuff and ran to my car. Everyone's calling me. I didn't pick up my phone. I went back to my apartment, threw up, had a migraine for like eight hours, and then woke up the next afternoon. Whoa. And I was like, Mom, I don't know what happened to this. She was like, I think you had a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it knocked me off my ass but I think it was like a semester's worth of stuff I wasn't Mm -hmm. noticing Mm
0: -hmm. all coming
3: to culmination and so now I try to like realize when I think yoga helps yep I have like, little mini ones. Yoga and weed <laughs> and sunsets
2: and yes. taking great care of yourself. Yes. And doing high knees until you almost want to cry. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All those things. Man, my my indicator is um, physical. I feel the little wheel start to turn. I call it my hamster wheel. And I can just feel the hamster just it's starting to run on it. And it starts up. It's like that sp- spiral of death it on the- It feels like an actual spin though? It actually feels like a wheel going. Like you have and a like color wheel of stress. It. Yeah, I could feel it, and the second I start feeling it, I'm you just know like, okay. Oh my gosh. Let's batten down the hatches. Let's batten down the hatches. Yes. And get this. yeah. Make oh sure I have gosh. everything in place Do you that have I a- need.
1: Pan- panic attack feels. <laughs> yeah, I woke up like in my pre- bathtub and didn't know how I got no, there. No,
3: like a pre one. You they sneak up on you. You weren't there for that.
1: <laughs> um, I did. I've had them very recently. Um, there have been. I don't want to say the name because I don't want the people to feel weird. But we were um, we were talking with somebody over Zoom for the pod. It was somebody else's pod. And as soon as we were done, I just like got up, left, went to the kitchen. Mary Jane's like, "What's going on right now?" And I just kind of like bent over in the kitchen and mm-hmm. um, had to, you know, breathe it out and feel it out. But it came out of nowhere, and I was oh. like, "Okay, bye everyone." And it, but yours I, is fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get warming. I have a uh, my my uh, anxiety metabolism is very quick. Yeah,
3: <laughs> your your anxiety is a Fitbit on all the time.
1: Yep,
3: <laughs> it's always getting its steps in. It's got a lot of steps. Your
0: I need those
1: stadiums <laughs> wow, yeah, for sure, what about food wise because now you're in like the best shape of your life you're um you're a perfect being of light with a strong brain and a great comedy sense, so what do you eat? just air at this point um
3: I am I do get made fun of for my ridiculous appetite in terms of like I do get full very fast, uh but I bring food with me everywhere, so. Um, but I don't eat I eat okay but it's always like even a steady decline where I'll eat like a yogurt and an apple with peanut butter but then I'll be eat like a diner burger and fries for a dinner like it really depends or like this morning I made breakfast biscuits because I've just been thinking about them so I did make wait like
1: wait 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 what's your do you have a good recipe? Do you have like a family just, biscuit no, recipe? What it are we talking about? it was literally
3: grand biscuits, but I just made bacon and fried an egg in the grease and because oh. I just really wanted a breakfast sandwich. So that's not technically healthy,
0: no, but, but it's it did great. take
3: me the entire back half of Venom to finish it. So I <laughs> eat so slow that like... Really? I'm, yeah. And that's... Is that all I eaten today? Yeah, so I'll eat after this. The back half of Venom, the Spider-Man movie? Yes. So I started Venom last night and was loving it, but it was getting really late, so I had to go to sleep. So I woke up this morning very excited to watch Venom. And then I made a breakfast sandwich and watched the back half of Venom, but it took me... Because I kept just taking a bite and then watching Venom. And so it took me so long to finish, so I feel like I... Even if I eat something unhealthy, I don't necessarily eat large quantities of things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, by the time you finish it, you're like halfway digested with the first half of it, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm <laughs> not
3: really a sweets person as much as a salty person. Oh. So, like, I'll have an ulcer or a heart attack, but like, sugar, I can kind of control. But like I love chips. Like I love yeah. potatoes. I love like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: see I'm addicted to sugar. I think uh, I think like while you have your heart attack, I'll be like having diabetes. And, yes, we'll and just, I like- will
3: <laughs> I'll keel over at the diner at Norms and be like, I regret nothing. And just like, <laughs> like fall to one side over a steak and double order of hash browns.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: And you're over there drinking pints of ice cream like
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah next to my Mountain Dew is another thing of <laughs> oh my
3: like your insulin pump. <laughs> he just has two <laughs> barrels. One is melted ice cream what is is in Tide Mountain Dew. <laughs>
2: Wowzers.
1: What, what are you into right now? Well,
2: I'm trying really hard to be on Weight Watchers and do my uh, best with like points and tracking and all that kind of stuff. But this weekend I went to a chili cook-off with you. And then last cook-off? night I went to dim sum with some friends and I ate like spare ribs. So I'm not doing so well.
3: <laughs> but is
2: Weight Watchers better now than it used to be? I've, In terms of like how they changed it, it's it. it's pretty like it's you know the, I think they've learned a lot of lessons from everyone else who's sort of like come up with like different eating programs and stuff. So they've uh, incorporated like meditation and sleep oh, and you know so different more styles just, of eating. Yeah, it I like it. It's pretty nice. it's pretty holistic. Nice. And um, I'm failing miserably this week, but that's okay. I'm you know I'll be I'll get back on the horse. But anytime you're failing involves dim sum ribs it's like what kind of I mean, failure was, are we talking about right there's here? no failure exactly thank you and what, we were at this dim sum house on the recommendation of the son of the owner so we were so taken care of uh, they kept bringing things out and saying it's on the house oh my God. fucking it was, hell you know i mean how can you that's not lovely. eat everything that's in front of you my
3: greek the greek man that owns the diner that i go to all the time gives me a free fried jalapeno and i feel obligated i can't imagine how you felt oh that's
2: so nice <laughs> Jalapeno,
3: yeah, he's very sweet. He always turns in new. He, he'll he like go in in terms of being like, Oh, do you want to try tarragon soda? Okay, <laughs> he's always got some crazy new thing he made in there. He's great. Go to Edie's Burgers if you live in the valley. Nice,
1: cool. How is tarragon soda? Have you is that a real it's, thing? Yes,
3: it's bright green and it tastes pretty good, and okay. it's not very sweet, Ooh, like nice. it's like. I don't know what tarragon. It must taste like tarragon because it's so hard to describe. It's like almost licoricey, but not. Yep. it's not that strong. Yep, it's good. But I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he like pushed tarragon soda on <laughs> That's me like the one most day. La thing I've ever heard. <laughs> tarragon soda.
1: The Greek diner yes. owner pushing tarragon soda. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> I love that guy. Wowzers!
1: Uh, I I also. Mary Jane. So I'm also doing Weight Watchers. We're doing oh, it together yeah. to Aww, hold each other accountable. Yeah. And last night, I saw Free Guy at the AMC on Sunset. It's the new Ryan Reynolds oh, movie. Yeah. And I definitely had the large, got the large popcorn because it's a number one. It's a great deal. And I love a deal. You got to do it. And are you
2: like gold status or something?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty important in the <laughs> AMC <laughs> family. <laughs> <You> got
3: to flex, <laughs> <laughs> you flex with your family. status. <laughs> they know me when I come in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, there's there's like always a rope. It's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely pop polished off a large popcorn last night, vaping Mm -hmm. in the corner of the movie theater watching Free Guy. Mm -hmm. So while you were dim summing, I was popcorning. Uh
3: And see, I will go into, I don't do this anymore, just because I have a past one, but I used to live in Westwood. And I would go on walks to that mall and get popcorn for the road and just eat movie popcorn on the street, which mm. you cannot do in Florida. And I love that all, like there are multiple theaters in California where you can just get popcorn and go live your life. What? It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's the best. I used to do it all the time. How do you butter your popcorn? Uh, I do, like, I try to like do, ooh, even if I get a cup and I pour it into a cup and then I put it in the middle and then pour it back. So I try to do two layers. But then, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know Kim Congdon, just met her but she once posted like a long time ago putting a straw on the butter nozzle (laughs) and it blew my mind (laughs) y'all are fucking my world up with the butter straw like i did not need to know that
2: yes i can
3: feel it's like coating my arteries
2: yep the butter trick
3: Yep, <laughs> uh, I, She post retweeted that, or she tweeted her doing that at the movie like years ago, and I was like, "Yeah, Kim, you bitch. Never look like, back. Never look back." What did you just do to my life? Ugh. But yeah, I do love that a lot. Mm-hmm. Damn, y'all. Damn.
1: <laughs> uh, we're coming up on it, but I had one more stand-up question for you. Okay. When you rec- when you filmed mm-hmm. your hour at uh, at the Tribeca yeah. Film Fest, did you do? one like how did it how did it work because uh i'm i'm curious because i've only been to tapings Mm -hmm. i've never done one so like how did it work for you and like how did you get into the flow of doing your comedy and like what was that whole experience um
3: well i used i'm auditory yeah so i recorded the set that i did at junior high and just played the shit out of that for like the whole week you
1: got off book of your own book Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so
3: I knew at least the order roughly and then knew what things I wanted to add to that hour that I did or whatever. And cause that was, cause it had to be at least an hour. Oh wow. And so when I recorded at junior high, it was like 58 minutes, but I knew that I'd forgotten like at least three jokes so I was like, memorize this tape, know the places that you want to add those other things, and you'll be fine. Wow. And so that was how I kind of like prepared for it. But I only got one. So they did two a night. So it was one at 8 and one at 9.30. And I was at
1: 9.30. So but, you got one set. hmm oh,
3: shit. And then, um, but two people like uh, Bill Bellamy and I think Coco maybe got two. And so I was like, "Mm, if I'm a big shot, I'm going to ask for two. That like Mm -hmm. my mental thought for next time was like, Ooh, I'll ask for two. That sounds nice. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Um, but yeah, I just did that one hour and then went home.
1: <laughs> really? Nice, but yeah. You just were like, okay, thanks everyone. Bye. And then you yeah, just
3: Yeah, like me and some friends went out. But like even it was so it was honestly, even for my first hour was perfect because it was me, my manager, who I love so much, and then my friend Bez, who lives in New York, she's a comic too. Bez, she was like the one person that came with me. And um no one touched any of their stuff in our green room. And I was so nervous before that I didn't do anything. Yeah. And my friend was like, We have to do something in here like she was like all of this stuff is for you what are we doing <laughs> and it was like right before i left and i was kind of just in this fog i think really of just being done and it went like what seemed fun and like okay whatever and so i was like Let's drink tequila. I'll drink tequila. And so we opened the tequila. Everything still had like the wrappers on it. No one had done anything. So we took the wrapper off the tequila. I took a bunch of mini Slim Jims because that was the (laughs) only thing I really wanted.
2: Excellent choice. Yes. And
3: we took a shot of tequila. And then as we're being like, yay. And we took our shot. I look up and there's an old black man like emptying the trash. And I went, oh, sorry, sir. I said, do we have to leave soon? And he just went, you ain't got to go home. And just kept sweeping. And I was like, Okay, clearly someone wrote you into my first special, but yes, we will leave. It <laughs> so I, we basically took a shot of tequila, grabbed some Slim Jims, and then left. Wow. And then went to like a bar with my friends, where we saw Cuba Gooding Jr., but he looked very sad.
1: Oh, Cuba was Gooding this pre or post sad? that chaotic video? It was
3: like the week of that, and he was sitting in the corner of a bar with a fedora
2: down. Whoa, wait, What happened?
1: uh he lost his mind on video pretty hammered i think and maybe on some other stuff i don't know there's a video that circulated yeah of him uh he was talking about like eating eating someone's daughter or something like that and and then like all this stuff came out about him having a micro penis like it was like a whole week of cuba and you saw him him during that week dragged and i didn't
3: know that so i was like what he's downstairs like we should say hi and they were like we don't (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, Cuba. Wow. But yeah, apparently he was in the bar that we went to afterwards. And then, yeah. yeah. Just, and did not sleep because I, even that night, was like, okay, well, I should have. I'm oh,
2: sorry. Hi, sorry. That's no. Inserting himself always. What's hi, wrong? Bobo's
1: like, you guys have recorded an hour. Please pay attention Is to me. Is he your
2: clock? He's. Oh, he's something He's <laughs> little tail i love him he's um, my hobgoblin he's so
1: cute. also i think a fedora says don't come up to me in any situation You're right yeah he
3: probably brought wore that on purpose yeah that's a red flag of all his <laughs> of all his hats he was just like one slow tear mm-hmm. just put on the fedora right. <laughs> um but yeah even that night did not sleep at all started a google doc of like oh i could do this for like a half hour like all the drugs i didn't do or oh i didn't do that one Like, and not sleeping because I was mad I didn't do it. And then, like, being like, okay, well, I can do it with this joke later. Okay. Like, just even... Yeah. Negotiating with myself to be okay with it. And that however it ended up, because I have that one shot, you know.
1: Yeah, that's even how I feel about and in- sending an email. Like I'll re look <laughs> at an email and be like, Oh, why didn't I say this Always. and this and do this better? So I can't even imagine like putting an hour out and then all the things that flood in that Yup,
3: I just thought of one this morning. I recorded this in June. And this morning I brushed my teeth and was like Urdiot! and it was <laughs> mad. And then I was like, it's okay, I'll do it like here or something. Try to find
2: some way. But yeah. This is just the first of many. Hopefully, yeah.
3: Now you sound like my manager.
2: Yeah, good. I would, I would love to be as like a supportive, awesome person in your life to tell you that you're gonna be fucking doing great things.
1: <laughs> what is, what are you excited about right now? What's, what I, I learned not to say what's next. So what do oh, you, what no, are you excited no. about right
2: now? Um,
3: I mean, I'm excited to see when the special comes out because I still have no clue. Like I've seen it and like done some back and forth stuff, but I don't have a date or anything. Mm. So I'll be super excited for that. I'm going to High Plains. A uh, comedy festival in a couple weeks, so I'm super excited for that. I've is never that been Denver? to a com- yeah. Never mm-hmm. been to a comedy festival, so <laughs> I'm gonna do that. And then I'm excited for another idea that's like uh, in the works that like is comedy based, but it's more of like a uh, different take on it, kind of. Mm. And so I'm excited to basically do another show, like another like one woman show. Yes. That's set up in a different way Oh that shit. I'm like, working on right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's I'm excited exciting. about it. I, have a po- I, the, I just started this Best Friends thing that y'all are on that I now want to do. I'm starting another podcast with uh, two of my friends uh, that's based on art history. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: Do you say yeah. art history or <laughs> our history?
3: Art history. <laughs> A-R-T? Yeah. Whoa, cool. Yeah.
1: What do you know about that?
3: Me, nothing. I
0: like art. <laughs> I
3: like art they are super smart of our art and then i will be like look at this thing i found that i like and they're like blah, 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 blah. Awesome. and so that's my that's connection cool. is just appreciating like i go to galleries and just will be like i don't know why but i want to stare at this painting until they close and i will talk to people that know more about art that way and they will validate me through like <laughs> i trust whatever like i can't describe the things that i like but other people that are very good at art for some reason will be like, no, you're, you're okay. Mm -hmm. They like let me in and teach me things. So that's, yeah. What's the name of that pod? It's going to be Pavant Garde.
2: Yes. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited
3: about that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: (laughs) Did that. All the good writing. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs)
1: <laughs> what about your IG handle and things like that?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, mine is Katrina Savad, which is just Davis backwards because there's a billion of us. Um, and I'm that on everything. So my Instagram, my Twitter, my website, it's just Katrina with a K and then S-I-V-A-D. And, yeah, I just updated my square space today with all the do- days for High Plains. And I'm going to have dates there like the 15th of September through the 17th. Awesome. I think I leave. And Sweet.
2: all the great weed in uh, Denver and Colorado. I am,
3: okay, I've only ever been to Denver before I did stand-up for my day job, and I still had a great time. I couldn't yes. even look at my phone at a crosswalk without someone being like, are you lost? Are you <laughs> <help?"> <laughs> like, that is the nicest city I've ever been in in my life.
0: That's Very all nice and skateboard. also,
3: everyone started drinking at four yeah cool like I'm Fun. so excited to go back because that was just corporate stuff like I can't imagine what comedy's gonna be like yep
1: probably drinking at four yeah maybe even three
3: yeah if people with those like briefcases so heavy that they have them on rollers uh-huh. do it I can't imagine what comics are like it's <laughs> gonna be great yeah so I'm dope. super excited
1: uh, come back please yes,
2: yes of course okay cool <laughs> so great to hang thank I you so much you. thanks for having me
1: do you want to follow us at Weed and Grub? You can. Do you yeah. want to follow us? You Do can.
2: Yes. Yeah, so you definitely want to follow at Weed and Grub on Instagram and email us at WG at Weed and with stories and pictures of your um, pets and buds. Yes, yeah.
1: Nice. Them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katrina and Mary Jane and. Mike, take You're signing home. off for all of us? Land the plane, Mary Jane. We're having panic attacks over here, and we're running off it. Land the plane.
2: It's a trio of panic attacks sitting around these <laughs> three microphones. You just hear deep breaths. I'm just eating a grape. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. We'll we see you all. You wish you all, all a calm. Yes.
1: Bye, yes. Rod. Bye. Bye.